You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Zach's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 325. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got an excellent show for you today. Nicole Kahn, she is the creator and director of a new lesbian reality dating competition show that comes out on Tuesday called Coming Out for Love. We're going to talk about her, her inspiration for this. It's a fascinating, fascinating story, and we'll get to that momentarily. So as you know, I have a lot of things that come my way in terms of advertisers that want me to pitch either product or promote their show. I've turned down way more things than I've accepted over the years. This collaboration with this reality show that debuts on Valentine's Day in a few days, it's called Coming Out for Love. It is created and directed by Nicole Kahn, who you'll hear from momentarily, and I was able to see the first two episodes. It is a really, really interesting dating competition show because it's the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. It's never been done before in the United States. Now, there's a couple things here that I wanted to go over with you. You know, one of the things that people complain about when we talk about The Bachelor, and I said this on the Daily Roundup today, but if you didn't listen, I just want to repeat myself here, is that When we talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I think a lot of the complaints stem around it's the same people every season, not a lot of representation, zero diversity, when are we going to have somebody that's bigger than a size four? Well, you get all of that, and then some, in Coming Out for Love. This was filmed last year. It was filmed in Palm Springs, and you talk about a diverse cast. You talk about a group of women that are, some are gay Some are bi, some are not even out of the closet yet. They haven't even come out. There's a deaf girl on this season, and they come in all shapes and sizes, all different ethnicities. It's a really, really down-to-earth show. I mean, you could talk about shows like, and I even bring it up with Nicole Yeri, talk about like, you know, the Tila Tequila show way back on MTV that's not what this is. This is not your typical, hey, we got a bunch of producer manipulation and manufactured drama behind the scenes. No, this is 16 lesbian women competing for a lesbian lead, and there are some real issues that come up on this show. Is there going to be drama? Of course, but you'll see in episode two, the drama that appears in episode two, which we'll get to with Nicole. You'll hear us talk about it. It's very, very real, and it's not manufactured, and this is something that I went down a rabbit hole after I watched the episode because I'm being the first to admit there aren't many LGBTQ things that I watch that I consume on a daily basis. I don't watch a lot of LGBTQ programming. I just don't. I mean, it's just, you know, but when I watched this, I'm like, okay, this is something that I can get into. I think my readers and my listeners will really like it. But the one thing that I that I will say, and you know, it, that is a little bit different from the other shows, is this is not on a channel. This is on the website that I will give you a link to. You have a coupon code, 
And you need that because this has to be paid for. It's not a lot. You have to sign up for, uh, through the link, you can sign up for all the different, if you, um, you know, just want to sign up to watch this show, it's nineteen ninety nine for six months of access. They have a, a giant library of LGBTQ films, but which you can use during those six months. But it's nineteen ninety nine for six months with my coupon code. You'll get fifteen percent off, so it's seventeen dollars. And this show is sixteen episodes. You're literally paying just a little over a dollar for an episode. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me. I'm someone as well that clicks on something that I'm reading online and then it says to keep continue reading, you know, sign up for this newspaper for a dollar a month. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to read that article. I get it. But this is something that I think is a really good show. I can't wait to see how it plays out after what happens in episode two. I mean, it is it is that good. We go over all this stuff with Nicole, but um, a lot of good things on the show that you just you don't see on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I've heard your complaints over the years. You complain about, you know, it's always size zero or size two girls and the, you know, the model types. Um, there are some very, very attractive women on this show, but I'm not sitting here saying they're all 5'10", blonde, blue-haired, and can walk a runway. And that's a good thing. There's way more people that um, can look at the show and be like, wow, okay, you know, I don't have to look that way to be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And I think, you know, when Nicole tells her story about why she even chose to go this route, she's done a lot of LGBTQ uh, films, but her story about when I asked her, well, why are you doing this? Why are you getting into the reality TV dating world? And it's a very, very powerful answer as to why she chose to do it. So um, I will be giving you guys the link. I You will be seeing clips on my Instagram and my Twitter feed from them. You will also see, um, you know, me promoting it on, you know, on the you'll just hear me reminding you on the daily roundup every day for probably the next month or so, uh, just, you know, coming out for love. What's going to happen is this, <clears throat> the show starts airing the first episode on Tuesday. There's going to be a live launch where you get to see, as long as you sign up, you get to see, um, them show the first episode and you get to see some of the, uh, people involved in the show. They're doing a live launch on Tuesday, Valentine's Day at three in the afternoon, Eastern time. And then they show the first episode. If you can't make that, that's fine. As long as you sign up, you can check it out. They'll replay the first episode on next Saturday. So the 18th and then every Saturday, this is not a binge watch show. They're going to release one episode a week for the next 16 weeks. They started on Tuesday, but if you miss Tuesday, that's fine. They will replay the first episode on Saturday. And then every Saturday for the next four months, you're going to get a new episode. There's 16 women uh, competing for one woman. And I think another thing that has been brought up, you know, a lot of people, well, how can we never have a, a gay dating show? Well, what if the contestants are there? Yeah, but they all, all these women are into women. So wouldn't they inevitably fall for each other? Apparently we get that this season, but it's more real than manufactured drama. And I think when you listen to Nicole in this interview, you'll see, I, like I said, I, I really, I'm glad that they, they came to me because they know of my audience and they know that my audience likes dating shows. And they said, would you like to collaborate with us? And I said, absolutely. You know, and I'll be frank and honest with you as I can. I got paid way more for F boy Island 
when I collaborated with them and T- and Temptation Island in in years past. Um, this isn't about the money for me. Um, this is about a good show. When they sent me the two episodes, I'm like, I'm in. Uh, I want to promote this. I think it's really good, and I think it gives it gives people that have complained about The Bachelor, and gives people in the LGBTQ community uh, something to look something to look at where it's like, okay, now I can see people that I associate with and I identify with, because you know I don't think a lot of them in the community identify with anybody on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They'll still watch for entertainment. Hell, Nicole said she's a huge fan of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and she's been watching it for years. But she also wanted to create a dating show for her community, and this is it. And it's called Coming Out for Love. It starts on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Full promotion here. We are collaborating. I'm going to be giving you clips and talking about it, like I said. Um, In a couple weeks, we're going to have the host uh, of the show, Jessica Clark, who is an icon in the community. She's an author. She's an activist. She's been on Bravo's uh, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. She was in Nicole's film. Uh, a perfect ending, something that we talk about with Nicole as to why she chose Jessica as the host. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. I watched, like I said, the first two episodes. I was really intrigued. I can't wait to find out more. And you'll be hearing about this uh, for the next month. I am going to shove it down your throats. And I really hope you do take the time. Like I said, I understand there are people out there that just don't want to pay. I get it. Uh, but this isn't a lot. It's like I said. If you use my code, it's $17 because you'll get $3 off the $19.99, and it's 16 episodes long. You're basically paying $1 an episode, uh, and I will give you the link. I'll remind you the code is you know simple. It's Reality Steve, but this is the way to get the show, and then you know if you want to you know do the mirroring from your phone on your TV, you can still watch it on your TV, but you have to go to this site uh, to... To, down, to see the episodes, and it, uh, the first episode won't be released until Tuesday. Like I said, they're doing a live launch and then showing the first episode. They're going to repeat that first episode on Saturday the 18th, and then one episode for the next four months starting next Saturday. So I hope you really enjoy it, and I hope I, I know you're going to like uh, this conversation uh, with Nicole Kahn coming up. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef, Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You can choose from 30-plus recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. You can order vegan one day. You could have keto the next, gluten-free after that. It doesn't matter. You get everything you need at Green Market. A one-stop shop for quick breakfast, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, and more you can easily add to your weekly order. They're now offering 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two convenient, low-prep, and nutritious lunch recipes ready in 10 minutes, no cooking required, perfect when you're on the the go or press for time at the office. Eat well and at lunchtime, too. Like I said, I've been using Green Chef for a while now. It's certainly helped me because I've tried to eat better in 2023. I do good. And like I said, I don't like to cook. I never have. You know this. I do not like to cook, but I'm telling you, some of their stuff is to die for. The pork with apple and raisins with smoky uh, sweet potatoes and sautéed garlicky broccoli. One of my favorites. 
I really think it, you know, the brown butter pork chops, I know I talked about last time, mashed potatoes, maple glaze, apple and carrots, only takes 25 to 30 minutes to make. I try and beat my time every time, but obviously you don't want to have raw food, but I did it in 27 minutes, not a lot of calories, very, very easy to make. The instructions are very simple, but yeah, I'd say brown butter and pork chops will always be my favorite. So I'll keep tell, I'll keep telling you about it because that's one of my favorites. If once you get the box, I would suggest getting that one. That's just my personal preference, but obviously you can get whatever you want. Anyway, um, you got to go to the website and go to the link. Go to greenchef.com/realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get sixty percent off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com/realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get sixty percent off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. And a new advertiser we have this week for a Trail Mix Games for the perfectly cozy game. Download Love and Pies by Trail Mix Games. It's for free. It's a casual merge two game where you build your own cafe. You combine ingredients and uncover a story of drama and romance. It's almost like a choose your own adventure, kind of. I started it. And it's one of these long games. This isn't just like, oh, you pop up and you move some squares here over and over there and you move this, you get points, you move that. There are levels in this game. You're dealing with a cafe. You're building something from scratch. There's storylines involved. It's really, really cool. And it's, for me, it's just relaxing. You know, while I love doing trivia, I also like playing games on my phone that are just not where my anxiety, you know, or I get anxious and I get a little scatterbrained and through the roof, you know? I mean, it's really, you've got, um, you, you can play as Amelia is one of the characters in the game. You take over the old family cafe and you restore it to your former glory because it had burned down. You meet a diverse cast of characters. You uncover a family story full of secrets and laughs. You decorate the cafe, the surrounding area with all these beautifully designed items. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a... Um, meditation for games it's just like you really it's more of a soothing game to play on your phone that has a storyline to it you don't get a lot of those in gaming acts so for a taste of mix of love love and drama download love and pies to for free today that's love and pies free to download in the app store or google play all right let's get going this is a good one podcast number 325 Okay, we are joined now by the creator of a new reality dating show that premieres this Tuesday on Valentine's Day on Video On Demand. She is Nicole Kahn. She is, the show is called Coming Out For Love, an LGTBQ dating show. I've caught the first two episodes of, really enjoyed it. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Reality Steve. I really, really, I really enjoy your podcast, actually. Well, th- I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, before we get started and, and dive into the show a little bit and kind of introduce people to what this is going to be, why don't you mm-hmm. fill people in and tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got started, some of the projects that you that you have done in the past, and then kind of what led you into this space of, of creating an LGBTQ reality dating show? <laughs> It's a very bizarre way I actually got here. Um, I'm mostly an independent feature uh, filmmaker, writer-director, and I pretty much write and direct all my own uh, material. And I have been doing this since 1993 when Claire of the Moon came out. It's sort of a cult classic that uh, sort of opened the floodgates for lesbian-themed cinema. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, And 
around 2007 or 8, whenever it was Jillian's season, I don't remember exactly which it was. She, she and Becca are my absolute favorite bachelorettes. And um, whenever it was Jillian's season, my daughter was old enough at 7 or 8 to really root for her. Hmm. And by the end of the season, I realized my daughter wasn't able to see her mom's together. All she was seeing was a hetero um, example of falling in love, etc. And what she'd only been exposed to is two moms. And so she was asking me a lot of, you know, really probing questions. And I realized, I love The Bachelor so much. I'm such a romantic. We've got to do this for our community. And that was about in 2007 or eight. And I've been trying in so many different iterations with different producers throughout the years, trying to get this off the ground. And just finally, um, have an incredible story about how the funding came into place for this and decided to rock and roll with it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one thing that, that, you know, this is being advertised as that I didn't even, I guess, realize is this is the first lesbian dating show to come out of the United States, which I guess absolutely never mm-hmm. sunk in because I, I'm trying to think, like, you know, we had back in the MTV days, we had Tila Tequila, but she was. Yeah. Bisexual. Bisexual. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is o- this is the only reality dating show in the history of the US for women for who love women, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, but it's also open to the entire community. We yeah. plan to do gay men, bi, trans, you name it. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I it was it was really like I said, we'll we'll, we'll dive into the episodes in a little bit, but um your host, uh, Jessica Clark, is uh, an LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ activist. Uh, she's mm-hmm. an author. She's an actress. I know that you have worked with her in the past, I believe. So tell yes. everyone, uh, you know, what made you choose her and and thought that she would be the best fit to host this particular show. Well, um, okay, I cast Jessica in her first feature starring role in A Perfect Ending, um, which has gone on to be a huge favorite with the uh, lesbian community. And um, Jessica is, one of the things I noticed about Jessica when we worked together is that she was wickedly funny, wickedly quick, and just, just super amazing in terms of her breadth of knowledge about so many different topics. I really think she's like, you know, got some sort of insane IQ or something. She's pretty much genius. Um, And she's also a really loving, caring person. And so from the standpoint of somebody sort of taking care of the girls, I thought that she would be really, really remarkable on that level. But what I really sort of thought immediately when I thought of her was Kat Dealey and um, uh, what's the other one's name Uh, from uh, Kat Dealey. And there's another Padma Lakshmi rolled into one that's how she feels to me she's she's that uh fantastic yeah she really kind of commands the screen when she's on it uh you know having watched those first two episodes she's very um i i want to i'm trying to think of who to compare her to but now i I can't really think of it off the top of my head and i don't want to throw a random name out there but yeah she very much is she's very much like okay all eyes on me when I walk into a room and, and not just because of her looks, but just because she just has this presence about her and I'm watching it. I'm like, wow. Okay. I, I get it. Uh, you know why she is an activist in the community and why people respect her so much. And, um, you know, obviously you, you put this together when you, when you were thinking of this, did you interview a bunch of different hosts? Did you have other people in mind or you were like, if Jessica can make this work, we're going to do it with Jessica. 
actually, we were originally thinking of a two-host system where there was sort of an older boomer host that was a comedian and a younger uh, comedian of color um, that could team up so that the boomers could be spoken to as well as the you know younger demographic that you know loves these kind of dating shows. So it was sort of a, a thought strategically, but um, I was talking to a bunch of people who who know my body of work. And everybody kept throwing up Jessica's name. And I was like, geez, you know, she has hosted before and she's so damn smart on her feet and quick. Uh, you know, so when we talked about it, she was very, very interested. But as she will tell you herself, she wasn't interested in doing, you know, some, you know, uh, cheap knockoff sort of thing that was uh, didn't have any soul. And I think of Jessica as sort of the heart and soul of the show. And so it's very much that tenor that we follow as hers, you know, so it's, it's really lovely from that standpoint. Then obviously you have to think of, okay, who is going to be the lead of our season? Who is going to be the mm -hmm. one that the, the, the suitors are all after and you decide yes, yes, yes. on Amber Whittington, who is known on Instagram, almost has half a million followers on Instagram. She's an activist. Mm -hmm. She's a content creator, a, a, a social media influencer or host herself. Yes. Yep. How many she's, she's, how, how many people did you, you know, think of for this role or was it when you met with Amber you're like this is the one? Oh, well, we had been uh, Rachel Paulson was our casting director originally and she had brought um Amber to my attention immediately and the moment I hmm. laid eyes on her and went to her Instagram and YouTube I was like, "Oh my god, she would be the best inaugural lead for the show ever on the planet." And then we couldn't get a hold of her because she's very, very, very busy. She's always doing something, events here and there, and um, she's just always, you know, helping the community out, <laughs> et cetera. So she's very, very busy, hard to get a hold of. And when Jessica came on, um, through her connections inside the community, she was able to get a hold of her and, um, you know, assure her because Amber had been courted by, you know, quite a few reality programs that wanted to, you know, use her as sort of the uh, sort of a uh, jump off point. Mm. And she didn't want to do anything that she didn't feel really comfortable with. So once uh, she spoke with Jess and we all interviewed her, she uh, came in and was all in. And it's uh, she was a, a completely fabulous uh, first season lead. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes and I wanted to briefly talk about that, not give away anything, but just kind of give sure. people the feel of what to expect. You know, mm -hmm. when I tuned into this, I had no idea what to expect. And I, I, I mean, I think back in the day I watched Tequila Tequila, but for maybe, you know, four or five episodes, just not very familiar with um, LGBTQ programming or anything like that. So I'm watching it and mm -hmm. I'm like, is this going to be like that? And, you know, when you think back to the MTV days with Tila Tequila, it's very over the I top. I watched the entire season. Oh, you did? And was, was quite repulsed by most of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and also I, I heard through all the grapevine. It was a it was a gimmick. Yeah. You know? So from that standpoint, I don't think it was a, a true, true uh, exploration of dating other women and men at the same time. Yeah. And, and that was my thing. It's like. Tequila Tequila is completely over the top. It's exaggerated. It's done for titillation. It almost, mm -hmm. you know, made a mockery of things. This wasn't uh, dating in the community, basically, is what it was more exactly. for television. This, what I've seen in these two episodes, this is very down to earth. Um, this is more real. The contestants involved are not your everyday run of the mill contestants you see on dating shows, and not just because they're from uh, the community, but 
They're all different shapes and sizes. Some are bi, yep. some are lesbian. Mm-hmm. Some haven't even come out publicly yet, which is yep. which was really interesting. You have a deaf girl on the show, yep. which is, yep. you know, not something you see on a reality dating show. I got to believe yes. you did a really extensive search to find all these uh, the women to be a part of this cast. Yes, we, we did. Literally, the, the main thing for us, especially once Jessica was involved as well, was making the cast as diverse as we possibly could and to look like our community. Our community doesn't look like the straight <laughs> hetero community. I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, as we have in our queer scenario, can straight bask, you know, and pass for straight, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of the, re- the things that I love and one of the reasons we devoted the first episode to the contestants is because they're remarkable all in their own right. You know, they're each fantastically gorgeous. They're all very multi-talented and, and incredibly articulate. I, I just couldn't be more proud of our, uh, you know, inaugural cast either. They're, they're really amazing women. Well, I think one of the biggest things to me that stood out in the, in the first episode, which, like you said, is dedicated to the 16 uh, contestants that are going to be on this season, mm-hmm. is that when we watch the other dating shows, and you know my audience is familiar with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you'll get an intro video of maybe six to eight of the thirty women, mm-hmm. and you'll get mm-hmm. it. You know, it's more curated for television. It's all done, and they're like, hey, go stand over here and walk your dog at the park, and you know, it's just, it's very, you know, we're just, we just know what to expect. With this, the fact that every single one of them, all 16 of them get an intro video and we know exactly almost who they are already speaks volumes versus a show like The Bachelor where you only know a few going in. Like, I feel like I knew way more about every single person on this cast than I would on any other dating show that I've ever watched because the whole first episode is like, hey, here's so-and-so, uh, here's Michelle, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. Um, yes. Here's Anna. Steve, here's can Danae. I, can I just tell you how much that like literally warms my heart because every woman that's on this show to me is so spectacular. They all deserve their own package, you know. And it's uh, I know you saw the first cut of it. I can't wait for you to see the cut Saturday that we're showing because it really has all the B-roll in it that the girls provided of everything that they do. You know, we have a super high-end model from New York. We have, you know, the Russian, the Ukrainian, I'm so sorry, the Ukrainian Ghana who has get a remarkable career uh who's got a body that never ends because she's a like athlete times 10. i mean these women are are really spectacular each and every one of them and that's why they you know deserved having their own intro yeah i thought it was i mean right there it set it apart from any other dating show that i've seen because i was like okay we're getting to actually know these women in an intro package and we get to actually see what they're about, see them in their own settings, see how they speak, see how they talk mm-hmm. versus just, you know, like you said, there's, there's 16 of them on the season and we get to see an intro package literally for all of them. And so that got us off to a good start and you're just like, okay, now I feel like I've, I've gotten to know everybody. I got to see why they're all mm-hmm. here. And then, you know, we get Amber introduced to everybody and we get a, you know, a package about Amber and seeing, Mm -hmm. okay, what is, what is she all about? And then episode two, um, (laughs) yeah, is again, I don't even know. We've, we've seen issues that have come up in reality shows and I think a lot of editing is involved and not, 
we don't get to see much of a deep dive into the controversy. I didn't know anything about, you know, one of the contestants this season is Michelle Lundy. I knew nothing about Michelle's background, but mm-hmm. Michelle is very famous or was very famous. I don't even know what her status is right now on TikTok. However, she had a major controversy a few years ago that got mm-hmm. brought to the forefront because Amber, the lead, was the one who brought it to her attention and said, I need to know about this. We need to address this and the elephant in the room. And everybody's in the room. It is a very deep uh, and emotional conversation that I don't think you see in episode two of most dating shows. And I think it it really struck a nerve to how more real this is rather than, I don't know, commercialized for TV and, and how they address issues, quote unquote, on other on other dating shows. Like it was a really powerful episode number two. And obviously I'm waiting on the edge of my seat to, to see episode three, to find out exactly what the ramifications of that were. But talk about how, when that came up, did you, did you know that Amber was going to bring that up or was that brought Uh, up and you just said, let's go with this? No, no, it was first. um, Lundy came to me and she was a mess. She was quite upset and explained to me that there was somebody who had pretty much destroyed her in her past. And I thought it was another contestant or somebody not even in the house. And then she said it was Amber. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so then, of course, I had I ran to the producers and we spoke with Jessica and then we brought Amber in to ask her if she knew Lundy, and then we heard all of Lundy's uh, side of what happened, and we were like, oh my God, and and at that moment, we threw the script out and just said, uh, we're going to do this here and now, and the show is going to be a different show because of episode two, and it it certainly became one, and um, episode four is every bit as gripping and compelling uh, with, uh, with Lundy involved as well. Okay, so, so is there another issue that comes up without you know giving anything yes. away? Another one? Mm. Yes, another very, very intense and severe issue in our community. Is it is it something that comes up from her past that was discovered, or something she says or does in the house? Or do you not uh, want to give that all away? All of the above. All of the above. Oh, gotcha. It's it becomes a train wreck. Oh. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I after I watched the episode, I'm like, wait a second. I want I now want to see what this past was with Lundy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. Googled it, went down a rabbit hole, saw a lot of things yeah. that I was like, oh boy. Um Amber had every reason to call her out for this. I mean, you can't continue with somebody who can, you know, possibly be a future mate with you to and not address this. I mean, it had to be brought exactly. up. And it was it's yeah. a really it's a really powerful episode. It takes up a lot of the episode. Like you said, I, I, my guess is when you were planning this season out, you probably thought you were having some sort of elimin- you know, the first elimination in episode oh, yeah. uh, number we, two. We were, definite, we were definitely doing the elimination that night. That yeah. was never in question until all of that sort of transpired. And literally, I literally threw my script pages up in the air and said, okay, we're starting over. You know, and that was it. And then we all, we really, really bonded then because we had to be very creative the way we continue to sort of keep the stakes higher and higher and more realistic like what you're saying. And also, uh, Brandon, my business partner, the best business partner I've ever had, you know, he says it's it's a reality TV cut like a feature because that's what we are. We're feature filmmakers. <laughs> so we're going to tell the story sort of more in a narrative sort of, you know, dramatic way 
then you see um, it's sort of like real drama as opposed to manipulator drama, which we've seen a million times on The Bachelor. And we all know what it is. And we all, you know, we've just bought into that contract. So um, I'm hoping this can maybe be a little bit of a cut above. And I'm not slamming The Bachelor because I've watched literally every season <laughs> and Bachelor in Paradise. You know, I, I'm a, yeah. a, a, a fan freak. OK, so but I do recognize the limitations of that uh, structure. Well, and like you said, I mean, this is this idea of coming out for love stemmed from the fact that your daughter, uh, you know, was asking you questions about this and you mm-hmm. had watched the show. So, it, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally get that you're not slamming the show because I, really the idea came from that. But it's just like, oh, let's, absolutely. Let's tell it a little bit differently. Yeah. Let's tell it a little bit differently. I, I, I want to give. Yeah, I want to give credit where credit is due. I've, I've been, you know, amazed by that show that, it, you know, uh, can still maintain my interest. I mean, I do a lot of different things while I'm watching it because I just want to see if my horse is going to win. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the, you know, the major thing for all of these shows is you find your horse and you bet on them. And sometimes you stop watching after they're kicked out or whatever. But um, I think we have four or five storylines that are super awesome that weave into the end that are pretty remarkable. Uh, relationship stories. Yeah, and, and to hear you say it, that makes a lot more sense now. Like we know what we we know what the tropes are when it comes to mm-hmm. you know network reality TV dating shows. It's just we know what we're getting. We know it's you know it's not scripted drama, but it's basically unscripted drama where it's like you know we're right. not we're not telling these contestants to memorize lines, but we are putting them in a situation and telling them why don't you talk about this? Why don't you mm-hmm. talk about that? Which is mm-hmm. while it's not scripted. It's still manufactured drama is the best way to describe it. And um, yes, and you guys don't do that. Real, yeah. And the real drama I realized is actually just right on the set. I, I couldn't believe how terrified the contestants were at elimination. They would be literally shaking. And so now I'm thinking about all the bachelors that I've watched and seeing how crazy the girls get emotionally overwrought. And I saw it play out. You know, it just becomes such a pressure cooker on the set because you're there in this sort of really weird vacuum, you know? And um, so it, it's it's really remarkable how much stress they're actually under. And me as a mama there, that was very hard for me to take, you know, because I, I just loved every one of them. So Yeah, I mean, it is, whether people want to admit it or not or whatever, you go on something like this, anybody who goes on something like this, your competitive juices kick in. You mm-hmm. want to... Even if you maybe don't see it down the line, you kind of just want to stay because, I don't know, maybe the embarrassment of being the first one sent home, something like yeah. that. And and maybe you formed a bond with, you know, someone in the house themselves that you're just like, she seems like a really cool girl. I want to remain friends with her. I want to just stick around and, and hang out <laughs> with her. Now, which brings me to my next question, the fact that, the women on this show are all into women. The yep. inevitable, the inevitable question of, well, what if they're not into Amber? Could they end up being in into each other? Yes, they do. And that is more of the storyline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Which I think, which yes. I think now that I, I mean, I, I watched the, the first two episodes, I think two weeks ago, which I think now that you bring that up, I believe that there was somebody that she was very complimentary of and one of the one of the contestants that she was seemingly 
I don't know, flirting with, I'm trying to remember. Gosh, but yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, yep. That does make sense. And, and is it you not, got, you, you I'm sure she's right. not the only one I'm, and I'm sure she's not the only one this season. No, that, no, there were other, there were other little side romances that were happening. Now, does that, does that bother Amber or was it something to where it's like, well, I, I get um, it's going to happen since we are all into women here. I think she's incredibly gracious about certain situations, but I also think you can tell it does get under her skin because, you know, they're supposed to be there for her. Yeah. And so there are some things that sort of are a little uh, interesting in sort of a triangular way. Um, and uh, that's about as much as I can say about that. Gotcha. gotcha. No, I, good. Leave us, a, leave us a good cliffhanger there. Um, <laughs> you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast about the funding uh, for this project, and you said it was just—it's an amazing story. Can you can you share that with us? Yes, yes, I would love to. It's a crazy, crazy story. I'm very, very blessed that um, I have had my last three projects um, donor funded, meaning my fan base basically has funded the last uh, three movies I've done, and um, one of those movies was a perfect ending and i got a call or an email from a woman in canada who had seen a perfect ending she was you know entering her sixth decade she was like just turning 60 61 and she reached out to me and said a perfect ending had saved her life and changed her life completely so uh, when people have that kind of response and i've had quite a few women from around the world who heal with a perfect ending um and they'll watch it over and over and over again and heal with it and when she contacted me and told me her story, I couldn't believe it. She had been married to a super zealot Christian crazy man for 40 years and in a very abusive relationship and was closeted, had knew she was a lesbian from the time she was, you know, in her teens. So now she's in her 60s and her husband drops out of a heart attack and he leaves her a bunch of money. And she, in turn, contacts me and funds the entire show because a perfect ending saved her life. And a few, about a year later, she came out to everybody and the super hyper-religious community that she lives in. And so it's human transformation. The likes I've only seen with this, with this uh, project and one other instance, which I cannot share with you until the show airs, but it is really gripping uh that she put this project um out into the world because you know she felt like a perfect ending had saved her life and the link there is jessica clark again that's right because okay because jessica clark obviously was in a perfect ending and huh i mean i like I, i have never seen a perfect ending but for those that haven't including myself can you give us a quick summation of the the plot of that yes um my ex uh real partner and film partner marina rice bader came up with a story idea about a woman who had never had an orgasm and she realizes she uh she just needs to figure out how to to, how to do this so her friends suggest that she hires a high-priced escort which she does and then there's a a bunch of um (laughs) Uh, miss meetings and all kinds of things that end up happening. But she she finally ends up uh, getting connected to Paris, the high-priced escort who's played by Jessica Clark, and the then falls in love with her. And so it's a it's a very very beautiful love story. That's there's a lot of tragedy in it. Um, it's probably up to that point it became my most artistic film. 
Um, it always makes all the looper hot 10 films list on Netflix and Hulu because it's, it's very, very graphic because we're talking about a woman who's never had an orgasm finally having one. So it's, it's a fairly steamy, but also very dramatic, um, storyline. John Hurd's in it, Morgan, um, Fairchild. Uh, it's a really great cast, really great cast. And Barbara Niven's the lead role of Rebecca with, uh, Jessica Clark. Gotcha. Yeah, that's very uh, interesting. And it came out in uh, 2012. Is that what we're yeah. looking, looking at mm-hmm. it here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's 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 great. I mean, stuff like that. When you hear something like that, that's something that you did, something you created, directed, whatever. Somebody contacts you just to say how much of an effect it had on their life, and in this case, like you said, changed their life, saved their life. Um, as a as a filmmaker yourself, I got to believe that's probably the most rewarding thing that you oh, can get. It, it, it was. It was insane. When she contacted me and, and we talked, we had like a three-hour you know, Zoom session, and then she contacted me a couple of days later and said, I want to fund your projects because I believe in you, and you saved my life. I was going to kill myself, um, and your film saved me. So it's like, how can you, how do you, you know, it's like, it's an honor and so beyond humbling, but she is the reason the show actually finally happened because I could never get the funding for this thing ever. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you mentioned also at the beginning of the podcast about the, the plan going forward is to do more of these, but hit on every single um, member of the community. Yeah. We want to sub license. Um, if you look at our trademark, we have a spinner that's got trans, bi, gay, you know, queer. Um, it's basically, you know, we have different ideas. We have throw everybody on the desert Island and have them vote each other out. We have my particular favorite is femme v femme or butch v butch v butch, you know, where you have two butches and 20 femmes, (laughs) that kind of story line, uh, those sorts of things. Just, we have so many ideas, uh, never ending ideas because we've, just started and um you know the other piece of this the coming out for love piece there are so many ways people come out for love like joe's story the one the woman i was telling you about yeah she has come out for love in a huge way for her to come out to all these christian zealots uh who you know when you're if you're queer you're you're in hell and you're you know uh fire and brimstone all of that kind of stuff Uh, she can't even you know she's in a group of people who don't even play cards because they're the devil's cards you know so for somebody to be able to make that kind of transition and come out for love it's pretty it's pretty damn powerful now as for you obviously i don't want you to give any spoilers away but was there anybody any of the 16 women this season whose story and not to say because you like their story better than anyone else that that puts down anybody else. But was there one that stuck out to you the most or was your favorite this season? And not saying, like I said, by, by saying that they were your favorite doesn't mean that you didn't like the other ones, but it's more of, well, I can't wait for people yes. to see her story. Um, I, I love each and every one of the girls so much. I can't even tell you, but yes, there were several storylines. Uh, Dora, uh, Ghana, and Danae really, um, their stories always, really, always affected me for some reason. Uh, I, they always really kept me. And then, and then there's Lundy, um, who yeah. I, I have a very complex relationship with. And I, I uh, you know, I, I can't reveal any more things about that until episodes air, but uh, definitely Michelle Lundy. I'll just tell you, me, 
as a heterosexual male tuning into this show, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of attractive women here. And, but like I said, I think the thing that jumped out to me was not just they were all part of the community, but the fact that you're not casting a bunch of size zeros and size twos. It's just, that's right. not what you're getting. Cause that's not a representation of your community. And I really, I really like that because it does give women who aren't a size zero or a size two who watch maybe the bachelor and the bachelorette be like, I can never get on this show because I'm a, I'm a six. I mean, <laughs> which is ridiculous to even think of, but it happens. We know. And cause we see these women in bikinis, we see them on the show in, you know, sports bras and whatever. And it's just like your show really is so diverse. And I, I mean, I'm trying to think when, you know, the one that jumped out to me, uh, you know, when I first saw them, I'm like, she's beautiful. was Danae. To me, Danae, I, I was just yes, like, she yes. really jumped out to me as like, yeah. wow, she is a beautiful woman. And she's not like, you know, 5'10", long leg, blonde, blue eyed model. I mean, she just, yeah. but she's just got this, she's just got this really I, I, inner yeah. piece about her that I was just like, she's really cool. I really like yeah. her. I, I really believe she's going to be a major fan favorite yeah. uh, because of who she is and because of all the things that she does. She's she's one, another one that's got an amazingly high IQ. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, for me, you know, intellectual is a, is a major turn on. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that part of these women is very, very attractive. Also for the community, you know, women are talkers were emotional um so you when you times that by two you get twice as much of that stuff um so it's a it's a totally different way that we relate versus the way men and women relate and you know no no good or bad it's just super different yeah um and i think that people really get that idea i mean one of my favorite activities is the orgasm contest um when everybody has to reveal how much they actually know about orgasms and i think that will be very you know enlightening for the straight community as well yeah well, <laughs> so, and also you know. and also for the straight community i think a, a thing that you guys do that certainly helps is provide a vocabulary on screen because there are terms yes. there are terms mm-hmm. that these people talk <laughs> yeah, about on the show that i have no idea i never heard of some of I these know. terms i know <laughs> that's what that's why we created the queer shenari because yeah. we, we knew that there were going to be a lot of people who were like, huh, what are they even saying? Yeah. And uh, it helps. So, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, good. 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 Cause I didn't know. I mean, I, I'm trying mean, again. Like I saw it, I said, I saw it two weeks ago. I just remember watching going, Oh, hadn't heard that term before. Didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm so invested now. I want to see oh, how this I goes. <laughs> I want to see yes. who ends up winning. If there is a, you know, quote unquote winner. I want to know if they're still together. Like all this stuff that we, that we get yep. anytime we watch yep. a reality show is like, mm-hmm. okay, you filmed it, but are they still together? Once we find out who is, you know, maybe picked at the end of this thing. I don't know. But, um, yeah. uh, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. One other thing that, you know, a, a kind of a teaser for the listeners is the fact that somebody that Amber knows very well is part yep. of the 16, contestants mm-hmm. on the show which yes. adds a wrinkle that you're like oh and, yeah. and she's not there to that, be a spy either she's there to compete no, that that storyline is really true they didn't know she was so shocked when she saw her i think uh we didn't know because i didn't know sterling at all oh yeah. i had no idea who she was um and when we found that out we were like oh well that's so typically lesbian you know that's why we have that thing that's that's so lesbian yeah you know <laughs> We're two, de- we're two degrees of separation always. <laughs> can, can I ask this? I don't even, and I, 
I don't know if this is a community thing, but the but the snapping is that a I, I've never oh. really seen that. I don't know. Is that a, is that a thing in the community? Wait, I hate to sound this, ignorant. Steve. Just know this, Steve. We brought it back from the '60s beatniks. Okay. Okay. I was like, <laughs> and it. And no, it, that's 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 their thing that they just do, and I just think it's wonderful. That's okay. Why it's in my in my sizzle reel. I love the snapping. Okay. Yeah, and it's like. I was like, okay, I, did, I guess I've never really seen this before. I've seen it yeah. like the exaggerated version when, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. in Living Color back in the 80s and 90s when they <laughs> yeah, did two snaps exactly. up. But um, but this was more yeah. of a just a, hey, I I, um, I agree, I support, whatever the case yeah. may be. And it's yeah. just. It's, oh, it's instead of clapping. Instead of clapping. Snapping. Yeah. 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 I, and I just, yeah. I thought that yeah. was really cool because it's like. <laughs> If you would have replaced clapping with every time they snapped, I'd be like, okay, this is too yeah. much clapping for an episode. I know. You know? I know. Um, but, but it's it works done. really nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's great because you don't have to cut anything down. It's just like, okay, let's just snap and be like, yeah, I approve of that or I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I, again, two episodes in. I can't wait to see more. It is called Coming Out for Love. It is on video on demand. Obviously, I'm going to, you know, my readers. And my listeners have the ability to go to the site. I will provide the link. There is a coupon Super. code. Thank you. To, Come and um, join us on Valentine's Day at 12 o'clock. Yes. In a global kickoff premiere of episode one. Yes. And we'll have a bunch of the contestants with us, Jess, myself. And we hope to see as many people there as we can. Yes. I will definitely uh, give people the heads up on that, how they can join, where to watch this, uh, the link for it, and also the coupon code to get um, – you know, a uh, percentage off of the, the episodes, because this is a, I don't want really to call it pay-per-view, but this isn't uh, mm-hmm. free television. And um, it's something that you have to pay for, but I'm giving people a code and we want to promote it as much as possible because we want as many people yeah. as possible to, to tune into this thing. Steve's code, folks. Use yes. Steve's code. And yes. Only use Steve's code. Anybody who's listening to this. Yes. Anybody. And, and I'll have all the details and we're going to put it out there, but um, yeah, use my code. Yes. To view this, uh, to view this show, it's called "Coming Out for Love." It debuts this upcoming Tuesday on Valentine's Day. The first episode, along with a launch party, is going to happen at noon Pacific time. Now, if you happen to miss that, the first episode is going to air that repeat on Saturday the 18th, and then there's one new episode every week starting on the yep. 18th. And this is a this isn't something like hey we got six or eight episodes. This is a sixteen episode season, and it's not a binge show. You guys are releasing one episode a week every Saturday, so mm-hmm. you're going to probably want to like, you know, I saw the first two episodes back to back, and now I'm invested. But I'm like, well, crap, I got to wait a week for every episode. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm bummed, but I get it, and it really get it really draws people in that way. So because when you binge something and you open it up to all right we've just released our whole season. Not everybody's at the same point in the season. So it's yeah. like, well, how can I talk about this? Because some people mm-hmm. might not have watched it, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I like it exactly. this way as you know, even though it takes longer, I do like it kind of this way where it's like, okay, we're all on the same page and we're all watching it. Um, yeah. roughly at the same time. So new episodes every Saturday, the first episode is going to be this upcoming Tuesday, Valentine's day. It'll repeat on Saturday, the 18th. And then every Saturday, for the next 16 weeks, you're going to get a new episode. So again, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to watch the rest of the season to follow along and talk to the, uh, the women involved in this season. Uh, it's, it's going to be a good ride. I, I really looking forward yeah. to this. 
Thank you so much, Steve. Such a big fan. So I'm super stoked. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nicole. Appreciate it. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Nicole uh, for coming on and doing this. And uh, yeah, I'm in a collaboration with Coming Out for Love. They had approached me because they wanted my audience and they knew that my audience was interested in reality dating shows. But like I said, this is different. This is all women and it is really intriguing. I don't partner with anybody. I turn down a lot of things and I was skeptical at first when they came to me because I was like, well, I have no idea if my audience is interested in an LGBTQ reality dating show. And then I watched it and I'm like, well, I'm interested in it and I want to watch the rest. So yes, I understand this is one of the first things that I've ever asked you to do in regards to paying because it is by video on demand. I've gotten you a little bit of a discount code and you know, there's different tiers to sign up for. Um, but it's in the link. It's on my website today. I will be talking about it and shoving this down your throat for a while. So just keep that in mind. And I really think this is a show worth watching. And even if you are heterosexual, I think it's very interesting. This isn't exploitative garbage like the Tila Tequila show was. Uh, this is real. You got contestants that are so diverse in their backgrounds, uh, the type of relationships they've been in. I think most of these, when I was looking at the intro videos, most of these women had been with men before in their past. And like I said, you've got someone who hasn't even come out yet until the show. You have someone that's a deaf contestant on the show. But this is the first lesbian reality dating show ever produced in the U.S. And you heard Nicole. When you have all women on the show and women liking women, you're probably going to get some contestants that fall for each other. And I don't want to know what the spoilers are, but it looks like that's coming as well. And I'm telling you, episode two, when they confront Michelle Lundy about her past, very, very powerful stuff. And you could tell it's just, it's not curated. It's not manufactured for television. It was almost like, hey, we got something here. Let's just let the cameras roll. And um, just a really good show. And I hope you guys uh, will all take the time. It's, you know, you really break it down. With my code, it's going to be seven. It's going to cost you $17 for 16 episodes. So, you know, do the math. A little over a dollar an episode. And you'll get programming every Saturday for the next four months, roughly. And like I said, I, I, I can't I can't be complimentary enough of how this was done and how much I enjoyed it. So I hope you do, too. I really like everyone um, that's interested to use the link that I'm going to provide and use my coupon code RealitySteve at checkout and you'll get 15 percent off and check out this show. It begins on, like I said, with uh, Nicole here begins on Tuesday. They're going to have a live streaming talk to the cast kind of thing. Watch the first episode. But then that first episode is going to replay on Saturday, um, next Saturday, the 18th. And then every Saturday from then on, one episode gets released. So that's your whole season. And then you have no other obligations once you sign up. So if you want to stick around and um, you want to see some of the other programming within that site, go ahead. Uh, but it's, you know, there's different, there's different tiers of packages, 1999, 
and 199.99 with just all types of you know a video library of made by the LGBTQ <clears throat> um, community. So I think it's just it's LGBTQ community. I think it's just look. This isn't something that I've ever attacked in my life in terms of covered as much. I haven't watched a lot of programming or dating shows about the LGBTQ community, but. I think I've just now been exposed to my first one and I'm just like, wow, this is really good. And, um, I think you'll like it. I really do. So check it out. And I, like I said, I'll provide all that stuff. And if you have any questions or you don't understand how to sign up or whatever, just email me personally and I'll, and I'll let you know. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Thanks to Nicole for coming on. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. We'll be back next week with another interview. Not sure who it's going to be with yet, but we will be interviewing the host of the show that Nicole talked about, Jessica Clark, who is a major LGBTQ activist, an author. She's an actress. Um, great host on this show. We will be interviewing her, I believe, in two weeks. And then take a week off, interview the eliminated contestant uh, from episode three. Week off eliminated contestant from episode four that looks to be the plan right now and then we'll take it from there but um yeah hope you guys all tune in and check it out thank you all for listening i really appreciate it and i will talk to you next week see you